0: Blog Talk Radio Good morning everybody. As always, happy Saturday and welcome to the Live Morning Show podcast, Up Your Volume, where we talk about we talk about living conscious and arts. I swear every week this countdown gets like twenty seconds delayed and out of nowhere. It's just five seconds. So I know you're in just as shock as me this morning, Mom. Good morning. How are you?
1: Good. How are you? We're calling I'm calling in from Roseburg, Oregon. Cute little town.
0: That's awesome, and, and you're there with Beth Schultz, our guest today. Good morning.
1: Yep. Good morning.
0: Good morning. So this is going to be um, a little work a little differently today, just because uh, they're together. So uh, we don't have a guest calling in, but we will still run our our segments as always. Um, let us know, callers, if you are getting the same feedback. If I'm getting it, I can kind of tune myself out, but. Um, our guest call-in number is eight four five two seven seven nine zero nine five. We just want to make sure it's clear and accurate for everybody since we are running it a little differently. Um, we got a lot of great stuff today. Uh, I'm going to go over Coachella review as well as playlist. Um, my mom actually has some reading ingredients uh, for you guys. It's going to really help you guys when you're in the grocery store trying to pick out the best options or as she was giving the example this morning, ordering coffee, um, at your local coffee shop. Um, and then we have, we're going to talk with our guest today, Beth Schultz of real food inspired me. I'm really excited about that. So stick around. We have a lot of fun stuff. I want to get right into the Coachella review for you guys. I can't Um, wait. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things that, you don't want to miss if you guys are at Coachella right now for the second week um, second and final week actually um, there's some things you want to talk about obviously Kendrick Lamar you know his album dropped last Friday talked about it on the last podcast and um, it debuted at the number one spot like it came out and was already number one which is crazy and then now that it's number one in the top selling charts for singles he's got the top 10 spots right now so he's you know beat Ed Sheeran beat Bruno beat Drake's new song like like largely surpassed all of them so um you know he is I think for a lot of the old school hip-hoppers that my playlist and and uh you know this segment always is geared towards um you know we're really excited to see Somebody in the spotlight that is doing more of the conscious rap stuff, so um, you know, they said that basically his after, after hearing him perform and seeing him perform at uh Coachella's Sunday headliner, people basically said that he's just flawless and was unbelievable. As you guys know, this year, um, they are doing the Coachella streaming, so it's all Live and if you're at home you could You can also watch Coachella just from Your computer so uh, make Sure that if, if you have some time You catch some of it on, uh, on Sunday because he did an amazing Show and he does the entire uh, Album of Damn his new album is titled Damn he does tracks like Element, Lust, Pride, Feel Humble um, Humble was On the playlist last week And we got a new song for you This week on the playlist also By Kendrick Um But just wanted to let you know, he definitely killed it and said to be the top headliner that they've had in a long time. Um, A repeat headliner, one of my favorites, um, Radiohead, actually had some, like, really terrible technical difficulties, um, and it wasn't really good. So, I want to talk about that later, but... um, Hans Zimmer, you guys know him from, uh, he's a famous film scorer. Um, one of my best friends, Jesse, is getting married to Claudio. And, Cla- and Mom, you know that. Claudio's worked yeah. with Hans Zimmer for years. Um, and I was really surprised to see him on, you know, the, the lineup for Coachella. You don't really see, you know, film and, and TV and movie film scores actually you know, headlining any type of a festival like this, but he had a full orchestra. He brought his full orchestra. Oh, that's that um, Oh, yeah. They did the outsource outside stage. Um, they did Pirates of the Caribbean, Inception, The Lion King, Dark Knight, all his crazy film scores that he's done. Um, and just, they did like a, a, a like a, um, a big concerto at the end for Pirates. Um, a lot of strings on that, a big cello, uh, a solo, and it just, it, it, they said, they actually quoted it, it has to be a special kind of crazy person to bring an orchestra into the desert, and it truly, I'm sure, yeah. they said that it was a crazy visual show going on behind stage, um, just absolutely insane. A lot of people said that it's amazing. There's a ton of videos online, so um, if you haven't seen some of the movies Hans has has scored like Inception. I mean, these, these are iconic movies. And, and just that, it, people are just saying it's one of the coolest ideas that Coachella's had. Um, he also brought out Pharrell. And Pharrell did his recent single, Freedom, with the entire wow. orchestra. So super cool. Um, check that out if you haven't seen videos of it. Travis Scott, um, Texas-born rapper, uh, was playing Friday night. And he actually had this huge, like, bird. Uh, like, gigantic bird that they had sculpted for his stage. Um, it's kind of like a his upcoming Bird's Eye View tour that's coming up. He's only 24. He's huge in the young community right now. A lot of people really digging Travis Scott. They said the set list was awesome. Um, but, yeah, most importantly, his, you know, his gear on stage just looked epic. So check that out if you haven't seen. He performed Antidote, Goosebumps, Picking Up the Phone, and Skyfall. Um, those are his big songs. Um, and getting into Radiohead's technical difficulties, it was their third time as headliners. Um, and they play it on Friday. It's supposed to be one of the top acts, but due to the fuzz uh, to the speakers and feedback, uh, it actually fell to total silence and the entire band was screwed. I just can't believe that stuff happened. It, it's like, happened at the Grammys, happened at the Axis, now it's happened at Coachella. Like, I'm sorry, but in, somebody that went to a, a school for music, like, they should be hiring people that know how to set up the sound and, and make sure that this does
1: not happen. I just don't That's understand. That's true. I mean, I'm shocked. And they should be doing a sage burn on the rehearsals on the stage to, like, get rid of that energy. It's, you it's know, I crazy
0: to me. <laughs> I just don't know how you know how that happened. I mean, even at Radiohead. Yeah, I I just don't understand. So um, it was kind of a letdown, um, which is kind of ironic because as they were playing "Letdown," is when all their stuff crashed. Are you serious? Yeah, really kind of weird. Um, So yeah, uh, Francis and the Lights kind of hadn't hypnotized. Type of set, um, a bunch of 80s inspired gear. They performed all their top hits. That is definitely something you want to check out if you're going this week. They're performing tonight. Um, Lord was there, and, and actually, one of my good friends from college is singing her backups. Um, she debuted her newest song, Homemade Dynamite, and that's going on tomorrow, Sunday night. Also, released her singles, Green Light and Liability. Love hearing when artists have a song called Green Light, um, and yeah. she um, she actually performed during her birthday, so she she had a really great time last Saturday. Um, and then last but not least, one of my oh no, two people before I finish, DJ Khaled okay. was was apparently going to take over Coachella, and to a lot of the younger crowd, they said it was everything they wanted and more. He had a lot of surprises. Um, You know, he would do his typical DJ Khaled thing where he would, I think this is one of the first times they've actually had like a DJ headline too, which is kind of crazy. And he's a producer DJ too. It's not like he's spinning behind decks. Um, So he had a lot of people come up. He had Rick Ross, Asap Ferg, Wale, uh, Swalee, French Montana, 2 Chains came out with Bad and Bougie. Bad and Bougie, Um, Migos made another performance. Um, They did All Me and Rich's F. A bunch of crazy stuff went down. If you guys are a Khaled fan, he's been out for years, putting out hit after hit after hit after hit. And I think a little bit people were kind of disappointed that Drake didn't come out for him. But Drake did make an appearance, obviously. Um, He had his own stage this year. So um, check that out, too, if you're around. He performs tonight. Um, Migos were kind of everywhere They came out on everybody's set So check out for him making a special appearance um, Yeah Drake, The Weeknd, they're doing a bunch of cameos So I, I think even Lauren Hill Showed up So definitely check out those random appearances By your favorite artist Gaza premiered The Cure um, Her New pop single It's kind of got this electro chorus type of vibe um, She was supposed to have Beyonce come out and and do a song with her but um she's fully pregnant and could not make it and uh, apparently the desert crowd just thoroughly enjoyed Gaga how can you not she always performs on such a show from what she's wearing to what she's doing and how she's singing she's just a total package so um I believe she performs tonight I'm not exactly sure she may have performed last night um but catch it on YouTube all this stuff is is going live on YouTube, it's it's on Ustream, everything's up there, so check it out, that's what I have for you guys as well, as far as the playlist, we have um, Red Bone by Childish at number five, Bruno Mars with That's What I Like, if you guys haven't heard, That's What I Like, it's like, I can't believe it's not number one on my playlist, it's like the coolest song ever, Um, but it has been out for a little bit, so that's why it kind of fell short of number one this week. Coming in at number three is Drake with Passion Fruit. At first, I really didn't like this song, and now it's grown on me heavily. Like, last night after we performed, DJ came on, and he spun this, and instantly I was dancing in my seat, like, at panel, and I was like, why? Why do I all of a sudden love this song now? And that's kind of how Drake's songs this year have kind of just snuck up on me, and all of a sudden I find myself, like, really digging them. So check out Drake's Passion Fruit number three, Kendrick with "Element." At number two, and then this new artist, this new R&B artist goes by Black, and it's actually like a 6-L-A-C-K. That's how he spells it. Um, and he's kind of, uh, he's Atlanta-based. He's just now coming on the map. Um, he's been recording albums since he was four years old, so he's been doing this all his life. And his song, Problems, that he just came out with is just amazing. If you guys don't have the new album that he came out with, check it out. It just debuted. It's top in the charts, and I have him at number one. Black with problems and that's what i got for you guys um stay tuned next week i'm gonna there's something i wanted to touch on but i really want to talk with my mom and our guest beth um but yesterday there was just released um an ep called deliverance uh in it's basically a uh one-year anniversary to prince's death um as we all were mourning again yesterday the loss um and celebration of, of the great prince um, as his year of his death was yesterday. So um, I do want to talk about that next week. Um, but I, we have so much stuff to get into today that I, I want to touch on that next week. So Mom, well, I'm actually, I'm gonna
1: next week we're going
0: to be off. Oh, yes. Next week. Yes, next week. So mm-hmm. two weeks from now. Sorry about that. That's okay.
1: So I'm handing the floor over to you. Well, wow. um, it's funny because watching the, you know, the posts on social media, they're calling it Nocella, and I feel like it's like what people do with Burning Man, it gets to a certain point and people are like, oh, it's it's not a cool thing anymore, but, you know, and the first weekend is not as good as the second weekend, like, it, isn't it funny how people do all that stuff?
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they're selling out in, in hours, so I think, you know, whether people want to, yeah, but it is, it's. You know what I think it is? It's just a time period in your life where you think it's cool. I mean, right now, it's just gearing more towards the younger crowd, you know? And I think um, think they're having a lot of success bringing rap in, but I can understand that that's not the traditional Coachella we have had in the past. Right. When did you go?
1: How many years ago? I went
0: 2012, so five years ago.
1: Wow. That's when I started my, my healing journey seems like yesterday, doesn't it? Uh,
0: For me, not so much. It seems like it's definitely been five years. But, but yeah, I know. I loved it, and I got to see, um, you know, the the Tupac hologram. And I don't think they've done any hologram stuff since then. And it was, you know, Radiohead was actually headlining when I was there (laughs) as well. Um, It was awesome. I I thoroughly enjoyed my time. But it it takes a lot out of you to do three days of a festival, and I don't think – I had that much of a desire to do it again unless I was, like, in some nice Palm Springs hotel, which is just not going to happen. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> they, I hear you back up their prices, you know, and I can't, I just, I don't think I'm at a point in my life right now where I want to camp and, you know, and do all that at, with a bunch of other people. If I'm going camping, I want to be alone with my friends, you know what I mean? I don't want to be... Right in a sea of people and dealing with the prices of their food and just all that. Yeah. It was what, you know, one and done for me, but you know, hopefully one day I'll be back there on the other side of things. So let's just
1: pray that that happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you know, I'm touring and right now I'm calling in from Roseburg, Oregon. And what I wanted to talk about this week is sugar and ingredient reading and the reason why is one of the great things that happens in Oregon and in the state of Washington where I've been these last couple weeks is they have these great little drive up huts where you can get coffee so you don't even have to out of your car and they're everywhere which we don't have that really in California um so you know I love my coffee and um I you know a lot of them have organic coffee because it seems like in the state of Washington and Oregon there's more coffee shops than I've ever seen anywhere. Um, they're like everywhere. And they have good quality coffee. So one of the interesting things that I've realized, and also with the last few people that I've lived with, is I pull up to these coffee drive throughs and I say, do you have coconut milk or almond milk? And they say yes, because I'm dairy-free. And they say yes. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, does it have added sugar? And not one person has read the ingredients to see if there's sugar. They just look at the nutritional breakdown. And they're like, it has, you know, seven grams of sugar or whatever it is. I was like, but does it have added sugar is what I'm asking you. And they look at me like they have no idea what I'm talking about. And this happens every single time. And even the last house I was at, they were in the morning making a toast with a gluten-free bread and putting um, like guacamole or hummus on it. And I read the ingredients and it had added sugar. It had corn syrup. It had like all kinds of unhealthy stuff. So I said to them, um, In you the know, bread
0: this, or is this the hummus or the guacamole?
1: Bread, bread, In the bread, so okay, like, okay. yeah, it was a, you know, the front of the package said gluten free, uh, this free, that free, but they never read the ingredients. And I said, do you realize right. that this has added sugar? And they immediately went to the nutrition breakdown. And I was like, no, you, reading ingredients. Is what I'm talking about, and that is the first step to getting conscious. Is I really encourage everyone at some point, maybe this weekend. It's Earth Day. It would be a great day to sort of think about whole foods and eating stuff that comes from the soil rather than from a factory, uh, which those processed foods or are uh, made that way, or they're being treated with chemicals, um, GMOs, all that. I mean, yesterday on my drive to uh roseburg i was on highway 138 and i'm passing one beautiful farm after another with animals grazing and what was in front of me but a county truck with a truck behind it spraying herbicide i i tracked it for 10 miles and i gotta tell you don't think that those animals weren't getting sprayed like directly in the face so i don't care how how much someone says it's grass-fed, grass-finished, organic farming, there's still environmental risk factors out there that there are going to be. I'm sure they could test everything and find chemicals in that. So really at the end of the day, it is our job to really know what we're putting in our body as best as we can. So if you can go into your pantry or maybe just as you're cooking your meals over the next couple of days, take a moment and read the ingredients in the packages. And the ingredient list, not the nutritional list. I'm talking ingredients. And nine out of ten times, if it doesn't – matter of fact, I was at a friend's house using their spices, and they have this great set of organic spices. And I just started reading the ingredients in these spices, and they're spending a lot of money on it. And one of them, the first ingredient was white sugar, refined sugar. And I said, then you realize your spices even have sugar in them too. And they were like, no, we didn't even think to read that. I'm talking, read the ingredient list of everything and see what's in your food. Because by the time I left this family, after five days of being with them, everything that they were eating every day had added sugar. And it would be really nice if in the ingredient list it just said sugar, but it doesn't work that way. It'll say dextrose, fructose, uh, corn syrup, um, natural flavorings, it could be disguised. So if when you're reading the ingredient list, you don't recognize or everything, then maybe you might want to take some time, go over to Dr. Google and find out what those things are and make a decision as to whether or not you're okay putting that in your body and then B, maybe noting the effect your body has when you do that because like I know um, I'm very particular about what I cook my foods in, what fats I use. And when I go out to eat, I'm not asking them what fats they're cooking stuff in. So there's probably an oil that I don't normally have or a fat that I don't normally have. And if I do that for two days in a row, I start to have MS symptoms. So I know I can't eat out three meals a day. I can't eat in restaurants several days in a row because canola oil really has a negative effect on my body. Um, I did studies with gargum. That's added coconut. coconut milk and it's very expensive to buy coconut milk a lot of times it doesn't have that way and if i have gargum for several weeks i start having problems with it so you know maybe take some time to again push yourself with your body um and you know see what what actually you know your body responds um and I'm just, the reason why I'm hesitating is if our sound appears to be going out, we are we are aware that um, both Nikki is going in and out a little bit. Um, there have been times when we've had even trouble logging on. How, how am I saying am
0: I mean, I, I can't really hear you.
1: You can't hear but, us. We're showing full bar.
0: Yeah, I have full bars too, but it's just it's very uh, it's How about going now? in and out. Yeah, that sounds good.
1: Hello. Hello. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, now I can.
1: I don't think it's our internet connection. I really think that it has to do with Blog Talk because you're at, we're having the same issue with you.
0: Okay, then maybe it's just an issue. Um, well, we'll just continue. Um, I'm sorry about that. I just wanted to let you know, you know, and as you guys know, it is live. We are going through the internet as well. So, um, you know, we we try our best, but hopefully you guys can hear us and let us know if if you're having some trouble as we'll go back over everything, but um, continue mom. I'm sorry about that.
1: So that's okay. No, don't be sorry. So it's, it's, you know, the message is read the ingredients and that's not the front of the box. That's not the nutritional value. That is the actual, where it says ingredients, colon and what the words are. That would be a good first step. And the, one of the last words I heard from the last home that I was at during the tour was how grateful they were to have their eyes open to ingredients and that they weren't looking at that. They were looking at marketing, which I shared before in other podcasts that you know, so many homes during the first leg of my tour that I went to People would be like, I bought nitrate-free bacon so that you can have bacon in the morning. And then I would look at the package and I'd be like, it has sugar. And they're like, how do you know? I'm like, because I know the brands that don't, and that definitely does. And I'd be like, did you read the ingredients? And they'd be like, no. And again, just a reminder that it's ingredient list. Now, you need nutritional value to read that as well. But I read that more when I'm trying to do ketogenic or things where I know I have to pay attention to my net carbs, total carbs things like that. But other than that, ingredients should be your first step in the world of me. That's, that's how I think.
0: Absolutely. So that's what I wanted
1: to share. And then we'll have Beth on who can really talk more about nutritional stuff. Um, and I'm excited for that to happen. But that's what I wanted to share.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think that people fall heavily into the marketing trap of these packaging. Like you said, this is free this, know that, you know, all this stuff. And then When you get down to the actual ingredients, you start to see, oh, yeah, it doesn't have that, but it has this substitute that's even worse or whatever, you know. Um, And I've had to, um, you know, begin to start doing this as well, really trying to make some conscious efforts, you know, even the past, I would say, month and um, just going shopping now, cooking every meal Which for me and my boyfriend is very, very hard, but we're making a really, really conscious effort to actually sit down. And even if it's not together, you know, or or if I have to prepare meals ahead of time or something like that, we're really trying hard. Um, And we're having to look at a lot of ingredients because my boyfriend is the the king of falling into the media trap of, oh, this packaging said it was gluten-free, so I got it for you. Well, flip it over and let's see what else it has in it it's probably got a ton of dairy and ton of sugar, all that stuff. So yeah. um, definitely make sure you look at that stuff. Um, Cause I know, you know, a lot of people think they're doing a good job and they're eating healthy and, that, and then they're not understanding why, you know, they're not seeing the results they want or or something like that. And it's because there's stuff that they're not realizing that they're eating.
1: Yep, yeah, True. <clears throat>
0: um, I want to get into our uh, work from our sponsors Some commercials for you guys, and then we'll get right over to Beth.
1: Awesome. Okay.
0: Up Your Volume morning show podcast and the Taking the Streets Tour are brought to you by Nativa. Nativa. We would like to thank our good friends at Nativa for their support of the Taking it to the Streets Tour. We can't say enough about Nativa products. We adore that Nativa is committed to nurturing vitality by consciously curating the world's finest plant-based organic ingredients. In fact, most of the dishes in our house found on our kitchen table are made possible by the fine products from Nativa. For more information on all of their products, go to www.nativa.com. That's N-U-T-I-V-A dot
1: And
0: palm done right. You've probably heard the horror stories about palm oil. Orphaned orangutans, rainforests destroyed, smoldering fires that pollute the air. Thankfully, that is not all there is to this tale. There's another happier story that is yet to be told. One where farmers are empowered and communities thrive. One where animals and people are healthy. Where the land flourishes with diversity. And it's called Palm Done Right. Our good friends at Natural Habitats are committed to supporting the community with Palm Done Right, and we are honored to have them supporting the Taking It to the Street Store. To learn more, please head to ww.palmdunright.com. Again, that's palmdunright.com. Good morning, you
1: guys there? Yep, we're here. And I'm super excited because, actually, for two reasons. One is that Beth Schultz and I have been friends for, I don't know, I feel like four maybe five years online as Walls Warriors. And even though the other day we met sort of as a surprise for just about 20 minutes, but we're actually here and her daughter's here and we're in an Airbnb and we're actually together in the flesh. So someone who's been a huge inspiration, a dear friend and even a coworker, because we both worked together managing the walls protocol private chat rooms for a while, um, is here sitting with me, and she's going to share her inspiring story. So, welcome to our show, Beth. Thanks, V for having me. I'm so excited to share with everyone um, your story, and you know, I'm just going to give you the floor to sort of talk yeah. about your healing journey because it's been, you know, super remarkable.
2: Well, thank you. Um- I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis 13 years ago. It um, was very shocking to me. I was very healthy up until that time. Um, I believe Lyme disease is what kicked my multiple sclerosis in. It was, um, I always tested positive for Lyme disease, but the doctors in Oregon didn't believe Lyme disease existed in Oregon, so I could not get treatment for Lyme disease. I had to fly to Connecticut to be diagnosed with Lyme disease. That's and crazy. Treated.
1: Crazy. Wow. It was crazy because
2: yeah, I've had nine C D C positive tests and in the state of Oregon they will not acknowledge my Lyme disease, just MS. Um, so eight years wow. of antibiotics I did for Lyme disease. Eight years. Eight years, and it didn't take care of it.
1: I was and still destroyed sick. your gut oh probably. My
2: oh my gut was just a mess. Yeah. <laughs> and I tried Copaxin and I tried Avinex for the MS and that mm-hmm. didn't do anything either. Steroids would help temporarily, but steroids then also super Lyme
0: disease.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: So that didn't help me at all. And I think I started the Walls Protocol four years ago, and in one year I was completely symptom free, and I lost hundred pounds, and I had my life back in one year. It was wow, amazing. Wow. So Were food- you still
1: on antibiotics at that time,
2: Beth? No, I stopped antibiotics. Okay. Um, probably probably a few months before I did the Wals protocol, and I started with a vegan diet. The practitioner that I was seeing is very vegan-minded, and the vegan diet helped me feel better. I was eating whole, real foods,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, which was a change, but I was still eating a little bit of gluten. Um, I did sneak a little bit of dairy every once in a while. I wasn't a great vegan.
1: <laughs> right. I wouldn't be a great vegan, even though I tried it briefly.
2: And I was just hung. I just was hungry, and I wasn't satisfied. And when I saw, I saw Dr. Wall's TED Talk on Facebook one day, and I pressed play, and I saw a picture of steak, and I was like, that looks like a way better diet.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and her book wasn't even out yet, so I just had the TED Talk to kind of guess what her protocol was like. Twins, um,
1: we're twins. <laughs>
2: so I ordered Practical Paleo from Diane Filippo. Same here, yeah. It uh-huh. was my first book, yep. and I had no plans on going paleo. I was going on a week vacation to Texas. Um, the day the book showed up, but I started to read the book on the airplane and the first half of her book that explains why you would go grain free, legume free, dairy free is so good
1: mm-hmm. and
2: just breaks it down so easily. You understand it so easily. And I was convinced and I have never eaten gluten on purpose since that day. It's been four years. I've had one. I got glutened one I remember time that. during my remission and I it was a nine month MS flare. I lost feeling in my legs for nine months from one bite oh, of gluten. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday
1: It was really scary
2: It was, hor- yeah it was,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it was scary And I don't think, I think I've been gluten since then And I don't react quite like that Now
1: I will just have like a day of not feeling well I think it's because your gut's more healed Yep Yeah, and we talked about that with Dr. Walls Remember Nikki, how it took me 48 yeah. months For my gut to fully heal Being a faithful warrior So it doesn't happen overnight you really have to stick to it.
2: Oh, it was probably it was three years before I noticed because I couldn't. If I had, if I licked dairy, I lost my <laughs> eyesight. If, if I tasted egg, I lost my eyesight. And I can now, yeah. I can eat a little bit of dairy with no issue. I don't. I try not to eat dairy, but I can. Mm-hmm. And eggs, I'm fine with now.
1: I hope to someday be That's fine tasty. with eggs, but it's not MS that it's epstein Bar that doesn't like eggs for me.
2: Okay. And I think my Ep- I definitely had Epstein-Barr.
1: Yeah. I w- it, it flares whenever I eat eggs. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's my stupid little story about eggs. But uh, I I hope to someday heal my gut. I always tell people, especially during the tour, Beth Schultz can eat eggs now, so there's hope for us. <laughs>
0: well,
2: and I remember I asked Dr. Walls one day, I said, I'll heal my gut and be able to eat eggs again, right? And she was like, just give up. Like, why do you need to eat eggs? And I was like... Yeah. I like to bake, I like yeah. to make bread And I like to do stuff, and I can make a great Grain-free bread with eggs But
1: I never could find a bread without eggs Yeah, it. I do eat things With eggs in it, I just don't eat eggs Plain eggs, so I still do have Eggs in my diet, where Dr. Wall's Sensitivity to eggs is so great that she Can't have eggs at all And um, is highly you know, Susceptible to problems um, Well, in, in Typical Oregon fashion, we just right now, it is the brightest sun just arrived, where it's like blinding us in the kitchen. Uh, the weather here is—it's uh, five different weather patterns every day—is what I've oh, experienced.
0: Yeah, I was I've ask.
1: yeah, it's crazy the weather. So, tell us about—I mean, your food journey, Beth, has even inspired you to make some major life changes, both career-wise and how you live. Do you want to share yeah. that with everyone? Well, when
2: I first started the Wells Protocol, I owned a restaurant delivery company, <laughs> and we delivered food that I could not eat anymore. And one, the biggest thing we made money on was pharmaceutical reps. Pharmaceutical reps would do $500 lunches for yeah. offices, yeah. you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: offices, and that got really hard to stomach after a yeah. while when you realized that your neurologist was giving you, suggesting this drug because they just got a $500 lunch. Yeah. But it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and that jo- it just got so hard to watch people eat like that and to do it and just to know that I was feeding disease and not helping it anymore. And one day I just had mm-hmm. it and decided to go back to school um, to the Nutritional Therapy Association and become a nutritional therapy practitioner.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: after I graduated, we sold our house. We lived in a nice little house in Bend, Oregon. I had been there for 20 years. I love Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful place. Um, but land prices have just skyrocketed to a point of we couldn't afford any property there, and we really wanted to raise our own animals to know that our meat was the best. So we moved to Roseburg, Oregon, that has affordable property. In the growing season, you can grow all year round
1: here. Um, the pastures, it's closer to the water and warmer. Is that why? Yep. Okay.
2: You need a greenhouse to grow in the winter, but if you have a greenhouse, you can ha- you're pulling stuff out all winter long. That's great. And the pastures are just gorgeous. Oh yeah. and Beautiful. So we sold our house. We bought ten acres. Um, It doesn't have a house, it didn't have water, electricity, it had nothing. It was just a bare 10 acres. We now have a well and a septic system. Um, Electricity, we're never going to have. The price to run electricity up there is ridiculous. So we just bought solar panels, and we're hoping we can make it through the gray winter. Um, Off the
1: grid living, I'm so jealous.
2: And we live in an RV for now, and we'll probably just build a tiny house. will be our next step, and we just... Um, added nine female sheep to our property and one ram, and we've had about oh eight gosh. or nine babies already. And wow. they're just the sweetest things in the whole world. The last two babies that were born um, are already claimed, and you know they're going to butcher in six to eight months. But they are the sweetest. You bend down, and they come running to you like dogs. They want to be cuddled. They. Aww. So it's the challenge. It's going to be a challenge. It is the omnivore's dilemma. Yeah. Is, you know, and I was a vegetarian when I was 16 to the age of 21. And my health failed. I was so depressed. I was so tired. Luckily, when I got pregnant with my oldest daughter, my body just had to have meat. I didn't even know I was pregnant. And I, dro- I went to McDonald's and I bought myself a Big Mac. I ate it in my car and threw out the wrappers. So my boyfriend wouldn't see that you ate meat. that I ate meat. And I didn't know what it was. And when I found out I was pregnant two weeks later, and I was like, oh, my body needs protein. Wow. And I
1: crave blood sometimes. And I told Dr. Walz that. I'm like, does this sound weird? Like, sometimes I literally crave blood. Like, I'm like, I need a big steak today. And she said, no, that's very common for a lot of people. So I have always been a body that requires protein in in the form of meat. Me too. And I function so much better. Well, my brain... Yeah, right. And I it it, you know, and and how I sort of, you know, because I do bone broth and because, you know, I try and support products and companies that use the entire animal, all of it, it makes me feel a lot better that the slaughtering of animals isn't like we're honoring every part of that animal as best we can. So that that is sort of, you know, a way for me to feel better about, you know, the omnivores dilemma.
2: Yeah. Well and I think Joel Salatin talks about you know, you give these animals the very best life you can, and then they have that one bad day that mm-hmm. every one of us is going to have one day in
1: our life. Yeah, it's true. Death is part of life. And that one bad day, I'm just really learning about how that ends for an animal also is reflected in the quality of, of the food that they're providing, because typically they would haul animals off of a property and bring them to a slaughterhouse so that when, when they do slaughter, they're... They're nervous wreck.
2: Yeah, we're going to sell all of our animals as whole animals mm-hmm. so that they can be, the butcher can come to our property and yeah. slaughter them there and then take them there so they never have that
1: stress. Which is the most humane way that you can do it and also gives you the highest quality food and nourishment for your body.
2: But sadly, to be U- USDA, you can never do that. USDA meat has to always go to a USDA butcher.
1: It, You know, once again... Once again, another reason why considering to live off the grid and growing your own food certainly will support wellness because this country is not set up, and our health care system is not set up to support wellness. It's not.
2: It's, I like to call it the sick care system. It is.
1: A, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and, like, right. health
2: insurance should be called sick insurance. Mm-hmm. And health insurance needs to be completely reworked to cover nutrition and to cover the things that actually work in preventative care. Imagine if we prevented disease
1: before we had disease. Well, and that's, you know, we did a podcast about that. Um, You know, I no longer do colonoscopies, mammograms, you know, other than pap smears. I don't do any um, testing because I, those are early detection, but my life is based on prevention. So the healthcare system that we have in place wants to detect things before they happen. But how about teaching people how to live a life so that these things don't happen? is, uh, you know, what I would like to see our healthcare system do. Instead, the system that's in place right now allows doctors and companies to make a lot of money because there are these rules. When you're 40 years old, you need this to happen every year. When you are you have MS, you need an MRI, and the standard of care dictates tests. Yeah. And it doesn't dictate... Yeah, it doesn't dictate, you know, prevention in any possible way. Um, I yeah. was, you know...
2: I've been reading a great book, The Power Over Cancer, by Larry Paul. And he had cancer, and he cured it with food. And he talks about how to cure it, but he really talks about how to prevent it.
1: There you Let's go. Just not sugar, the cancer right, getting rid of sugar and sugar and sugar. And that's what I think surprises a lot of people.
2: Well, and you know what finally made me truly understand that sugar feeds cancer As if you have a test done to detect cancer in your body... They shoot you up with sugar, and then they image you because the sugar goes right to that cancer. cancer. And I was like, oh, that makes sense now. Wow. I didn't know know that. So that is, yeah, because the sugar will go right to that cancer to feed it.
1: Wow. And
2: then they know where the cancer has spread. So sugar is wild. And talking about the ingredients, so I love sunflower butter. Yeah. And I had bought a sunflower butter that was good. It was just sunflower ground sunflower seeds. So I grabbed a different brand one day that's all organic. I use their almond butter. It's a great brand. And I didn't look at the ingredients because it's sunflower butter. Mm-hmm. And two or three months I ate it and gosh, I started wanting to have it every day. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want more and more of the sunflower butter. And my husband grabbed a spoonful the other day and he's like a food an ingredient magnet or he just knows what everything is. He takes one bite and he said, There's sugar in this. So there's not sugar in it, it's sunflower butter,
1: and I grab it,
2: organic cane sugar.
1: Wow, that's like I was getting a cardamom um, latte at the local organic coffee house. Gidge and I would go back in Tustin, you know, a couple days a week just to have some time and sit outside, catch some vitamin D, and I found myself like five days a week wanting to go there. And like, I can't spend $10 five days a week on a cup of coffee. And one day I just said to them, because I always ask them for the sugar-free almond milk in it. And I just said to them, what are all the ingredients other than cardamom, the almond milk, and the organic coffee? They're like, oh, we put simple syrup in it. it." And I was like, are you kidding me? I had no idea. And, you know, so now, you know, and you would think that because I questioned them so much about no sugar in any of the milks, that they would follow that all the way through, but, No, you have to do that. So I was doing the same thing without even realizing it. Yeah. And I was having issues with, for me, when I have a misstep or I don't sleep well or too much stress or whatever it is, I immediately lose feeling on my left leg from the knee to the ankle. Like, immediately. Because my left side was dead for, like, 29 years. Not 29 years. 26 years. I had never had feeling on the left side of my body. So it's returned being a warrior. But I still you know, will, and that usually my body, you know, I I wasn't thinking it was the cardamom. I just thought that I was not managing stress well, but here it was, I was drinking simple syrup and coffee, you know, three days a week. And it was wreaking havoc with my body, but I had no idea.
2: Well, I'll be honest. I kind of went, when we moved this year, things got stressful, leaving a house and going to an RV and cooking in the RV is not as easy The kitchen is tiny. It's more of the food storage. We cannot keep the produce in the tiny refrigerator. And it just got harder, and we kind of started eating out a little bit. And I let myself have – actually, a friend of mine made me a gluten-free pancake. And I had never had a gluten-free product when I started the diet. I went grain-free that Mm -hmm. day, and that was it. And I had one gluten-free pancake, and I felt pretty good. So then I had a gluten-free cookie. And then I had more gluten-free bread and then it just, it was a downward spiral for six months. I was eating tons of gluten-free grains and with sugar Mm -hmm. attached to it. I gained 20 pounds. My insomnia came back. The inflammation in my
1: joints came back Mm -hmm.
2: and it was, I was such an addict again. It was like,
1: yeah, once you turn it on, I mean, your body, you know, it is addiction, you know, gluten and sugar are, you know, we're addicted to them just like we would be to heroin. I mean, It's just the the reality of life. Um, So um, once you open that, the floodgates just bring it right back, and it becomes a psychological issue as well as a physical desire. So, and we all share it. Like we're not immune to that. No matter how long you're off of it. Like I was a cigarette smoker for a bazillion years, and my daughter can tell you this. Like I would quit for two years. I'd quit for three years. I'd always go back because it's that one cigarette. Then it's the first break is the hardest. The first time you have that gluten-free pancake. The first time you smoke that cigarette. But then after that, you've already done it once. You're like, oh, I can do it again. I can do it again. I can do it again. again." So, um, yeah, it it definitely is a slippery slope. And addiction is hard. And this is what we're really talking about is food addiction, whether it be physical, psychological, or a combination of both. Yeah, I think it's it's both for me. For me it is. Especially I use food for comfort. So when I'm nervous or worried, I want to eat. I always have, you know, as a kid, that's, I lived in a very hard family life. You know, my mother was an addict. My father was violent and um, I used food.
2: Nikki, what has it been like you watching your mom change this much?
0: I mean, it's been amazing and obviously inspiring for me because I suffer, you know, though I don't have MS, I suffer from a lot of autoimmune issues and it's, really really hard for me to give up certain things and it's been like kind of like what you guys were saying with addiction and and cigarette smoking it's been just constant relapse for me trying to start this um and every time you know I I give it 100% instead of taking like little baby steps but I think just watching her go through it and be strong has just given me the strength to try to do it myself. And I'm just, I'm just so proud of her. And I, I mean, it's, I just never thought I'd see the day. I mean, this is coming from the mom that made me my favorite pasta once a week, if not twice a week, if I needed it. And, you know, we just lived, we were, we are very health conscious growing up. Um, but I think in a totally different light than, than, than we are now. And it's just been, um, just an eye opener, even, even hearing what you are saying about the cancer and stuff like that with, with sugar, having a direct correlation to it. These are things to me that my generation isn't thinking about. We are doing the Okay. We do our yearly routine. And when we hit this certain age, we're going getting this done. I mean, it's just very robotic and, you know, having her kind of step out of the box and question the status quo and get really heavily involved in, the walls protocol and all these, uh, you know, autoimmune protocols and watching her do whole life challenges time after time and and just you know, it's it's a learning process for me and I'm growing off of her growth and it's just been amazing. I couldn't be more proud.
1: That's awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. Um, so, Beth, actually, you also um, are a nutritionist and you help people. So. Well, take us through that process, like because everyone is different in their approach to how they help people with nutrition. Do you want to share with us sort of your lens?
2: Um, Nutritional Therapy Association really focuses on the Weston A. Price principles. And so, you know, they're not against properly, what am I trying to say? I should know this because I don't make grains. Right. Properly prepared grains. Right. Um, But I think the gluten-free is getting... More and more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really focus on nutrient-dense whole foods and really getting the digestion working because you can eat the very best diet in the world, mm-hmm. but if you are not digesting and absorbing that food, you're getting nothing from it.
1: And how would you know if you're absorbing food?
2: Um, you can kind of tell from the poop. Okay. You know what the poop looks like, so that's something we talk about every every
1: appointment. And would that be like the, the how we like to wake up and have? Like just a solid log, for lack of a better term.
2: Solid log with no food particles in it right. and okay. no leftover poop. Um, you can tell there's some, I check your iodine really by just putting iodine on you mm-hmm. and seeing how long it takes for the iodine to absorb to your skin. We do a zinc taste test. Um, there's You can check your iron by looking at the red on your eyes. Okay. If you have enough red there. Um, usually you can just tell from symptoms if somebody is lacking
1: something. Can so, I ask you about iodine? Because Dr. Walls wants us to get iodine through seaweed. And the way I was doing that was in, and I know I'm low on iodine. My tests have shown that. And adding iodine to smoothies was no problem for me. But I've been in colder climates, and I don't want a smoothie, and it's cold now, So I haven't had smoothies in quite a while. Um, what, how else can you get iodine without taking a pill?
2: Well, I think keeping your kelp powder in salt. Okay. I like to just keep some kelp in my salt, oh that's so a good. every idea. time you sprinkle on some salt, you're getting some kelp powder.
1: okay, I could do that
2: um supplementing you know i don't I paint my skin with iodine every day, okay, So I don't actually ingest it, I'm just putting it on my skin to absorb it and you can
1: just buy that yep, okay, um because i that's definitely oh, that's something so cool. that I. Yeah, that I mean, that I really need is iodine. So Anytime
2: we put the kids in the pool, we always paint them with iodine first. The iodine helps your body protect it from chlorine. Oh, good to know. So if your kids are in in pools a lot, having more seaweed is a really good idea. So like
1: swimmers, especially kids that are swimmers and swim teams, which now they're probably just getting ready to start up practices because swim teams a lot of time are summer things that kids do. You know, the local pool, they join swim team at sort of their camp almost.
2: And, you know, yeah, and there's so much chlorine. And chlorine, that that affects all of your stomach bugs.
1: Okay. And people who
2: are drinking chlorinated water, you most likely have, that's killing the stomach bugs. It's knocking down your hydrochloric acid.
1: So it's, it's disrupting your microbiome and your gut Yep. Uh, is, 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 what the, is what that means. Wow.
2: So digestion is usually the first thing I focus on with all my clients. And we kind of go through the foundations of you need good digestion, you need good minerals, you need good vitamins, you need good hydration. Oh, do you know how many people are just lacking water?
1: Yeah, no, me and my daughter, we we both struggle with water. She can only have it with lemon and has identified Mm -hmm. that that's how she needs to drink it. And I have to have something infused in my water to get enough water in.
2: My very first client, I was so nervous to sit down with her because she was already following the autoimmune paleo diet for uh-huh. her rheumatoid arthritis. And I was like, how am I going to help her? Because that's what I would do. I would put her on the autoimmune paleo diet. And I found out she was drinking four ounces of water a day.
1: Wow. And I was like,
2: oh, okay, we're just going to do some water. Cool. And then it was what it, um, she had seen a naturopath and had tons of testing done. And they did a NutriVal where they could tell exactly what nutrients she was missing And then they gave her this great vitamin from a company that makes a vitamin just for you, and it has the levels you need in it. And it was like a $400 bottle of vitamin. Wow. Nobody ever thought about her stomach acid. You can't absorb many of your vitamins without enough stomach acid. So she took that $400 of vitamins. She didn't absorb any of them. Wow. I got her on a $20 bottle of food enzymes, and she absorbed them.
1: Yeah, digestive food enzymes, that's what, because I stopped absorbing my greens because I ate, I didn't believe them when they said, rotate your raw greens. I'd say kale every day, and then I stopped being able to absorb it. So now if I eat, other than just a few leafy greens for salads, everything has to be cooked or I can't, and I had to take digestive enzymes for quite a while um, until, and then realize that even with the enzymes, I still need to cook my greens to be able to absorb them. Because I didn't believe what the doctors were saying.
2: Yeah. And so once we get people, their digestion working, then blood sugar. Regulating blood sugar is a huge one. And I don't know many people who have great blood sugar these days, including myself. Right. You know, I'm a sugar addict. Oh, so am I. And I work hard every day to say no. And it, it has to be a conscious choice of saying no.
1: It does. It absolutely does. Um, so if people want to see you because you're in Oregon, do, do you have Skype appointments available? I
2: do. I do mostly Skype appointments. Okay. And how do they find you? Um, my website is BethSchultz.com. Schultz is S-C-H-U-L-T-Z. Okay.
1: And you have uh, some social media?
2: Facebook is Real
1: Food Inspired Me, Beth Schultz NTP. And uh, for anyone that uh, doesn't know, Beth is the moderator for the Walls Protocol private page. And uh, you work directly with Dr. Walls.
2: Yes, I do some email customer service work for her.
1: Nice. So you find out everything in real time. I do. um, Which is nice. (laughs) Um, And, um, you know, Beth has inspired my journey and taught me a lot. Um, She is also heavily involved in the community where she lives, all things having to do with wellness, from vaccines to um, Lyme disease being recognized to... um, you know, even helping families, like I've seen different things, you know, uh, where, where you've gotten involved, so, you know, she not only talks about how to live healthy, she walks the walk, she's out there marching, petitioning, talking in front of people, on radio, all over, sharing um, just real honest-to-goodness information, so I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, and I'm a big part of Oregonians for Medical Freedom, and we did stop. They tried to take away our right to not vaccinate our kids in Oregon last year, that every kid that went wow. to school would have to be vaccinated, and only a doctor's note could get you out of that, and the doctor's notes are very hard to acquire, and we beat, we beat that. Yeah, We yes. stopped it. That's California awesome. did not beat there. Yeah, no, they did Unfortunately, and so we've gotten many California residents have moved to Oregon this year to avoid. Having yeah, well, to that's where their everyone kids.
1: from California goes to Oregon. I, like that's that's the path of if you leave California, you go to Oregon. I mean, I'm not kidding. Uh, yeah, it's where most of the people that I know that leave California. I mean, I know six people just in the last 12 months that have left California and gone to Oregon.
2: And so now we're trying to be really proactive mm. in Oregon and just get we want to bill pass our own bill that says you can never mandate any medical procedure on any person.
1: Awesome. I would love that bill. Go team.
2: Yeah. Medical, every medical procedure should be up to right. a person.
1: Well, this has been really awesome to have you here. And on behalf of all of us that, you know, thank you for your social justice work, for sharing your story, for going back to school, to be able to teach a lot of us to find our own miracle through nutrition, diet and lifestyle. For all the work that you do for Dr. Walls, which also helps to support, you know, a large part of the community. I mean, there's what 16, 15,000 people. There's a lot of people. That 16,000 yeah.
2: people in the Walls group. It's yeah, huge, just, and it's and everyone is pretty nice. It's yeah, actually a very nice group of happy, healthy people. And you
1: keep it. Um, I think you know that comes from the moderators that manage that page. So. I want to thank you, and you can catch Beth and I today in Eugene at the Natural Grocers in Eugene, Oregon, from 4.30 to 6.30. We'll be talking, and we'll also be doing a cooking demonstration and laughing and engaging, and I give hugs to everyone, so free hugs. And we'll be celebrating Earth Day like Natural Grocers does, where they have stuff all day today. So if you can't make us, at least try and stop there, all Natural Grocers, but we will be in the one in Eugene, oregon and gidge will be with us and your daughter will be with us so it's going to be just the best foursome ever and um from here uh after Roseburg, i finished my tour and you guys will all be able to catch me again at paleo fx in austin i'm happy to announce that the friday of paleo fx in the morning i will be doing an event hosting an event at picnic which you'll be getting some details about i'm super excited Um, But from here, I'm heading to South Dakota for a week, someone who's hired me to help them. And then I will be doing my sold-out retreat in Bozeman, Montana, and then Paleo FX. And then the tour picks up again in June, where I will be doing the East Coast. So you can go to my webpage, paleobosslady.com, for details. And, Nikki, what do you got going on? Um, You know,
0: well, first off, I'm really excited. Sorry, I'm getting really bad feedback, so I can't hear myself with the headphones on. Um, I'm really proud of you guys. Both of you sound like you have a fun day ahead, and um, I have I have a new gig tonight in Monrovia. I will be at T Phillips Ale House, and then uh, I have auditions in the beginning of next week, and just some gigs later in the month. Um, Anaheim Packing on the 27th, uh, Boathouse on the 28th, 29th Tantaloom and 30th I'm I'm uh in like a little choir concert before the before the Dodgers Phillies game. So I got a couple of things going on, but May's really where it kicks off in the summer for me. So stay tuned on com. for everything about taking the streets, taking it to the street store. You can go to PaleoBossLady.com as my mom mentioned earlier in the show we will not be here next week uh, we will be here the following week so um, enjoy your week next week and we'll catch up with you guys in May
1: and thanks Beth for joining us this is really awesome
0: and can I just say really thank works. you so much
2: to you V because you inspire me so much and you have taught me so much and I think one of, one of your tagline that I love more than anything is question everything and just from you saying that I do it so much more oh good Thank you, because you have taught me so much.
1: My pleasure. And thank you, Nikki,
2: for having me.
0: Thank you, Beth. It's been a pleasure. I, I really hope you enjoy the rest of your afternoon, ladies. And I'll talk to you soon. Sorry about my dogs making a good appearance. That's okay. We love dogs. Just... <laughs> right, right, everybody. right. Well, all right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.